So a lot's uh, a lot's happened in a very short period of time since the last episode. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had a baby, so yeah, it has felt like a Yay. lot. Yeah, yeah, it has felt like a lot. Um, it's been an adjustment to everything, to life. Yeah, I'm so, sure. It's exciting though. It's an exciting adjustment. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so we're just kind of getting used to that, but I I still manage. You know, the baby is pretty much on a feeding schedule of every couple hours, and he basically just sleeps. He's (laughs) not feeding. Yeah. So I can hold him because he likes to be held. He sleeps better being held than he does like putting him down. Mm, And so just to give like a break to my wife in the whole schedule, I can do a lot of things while holding him. So, like play video games? <laughs> yeah, like play video games or, you know, binge watch TV or... Yeah. You know, some things like that. Cards a little bit. But... Yeah. There's not too many... Uh, yeah, it's been nice. I haven't been... Uh, I haven't been chained to the wheel completely. Yeah. Things might change a little bit when... He when he can needs, walk. Yeah, when he needs more attention, but right now he's... Yeah. It's just a little thing, so... Yeah. My wife is the one that's really taking the brunt of it, because she's doing all the feeding, and... Right. That goes through the night, so... Really, the work is trying to get her sleep, is, mm-hmm. what, is where is where it, it comes in, so... But yeah, yeah. that's a, that's enough about me. We're, we're here to talk about video games, not Baby yeah. Arlo. Yeah, and a lot, of, uh, a lot of stuff happened in that regard, for me, just video game-wise, too. And but, for the for the world video game wise, really, it's been a yeah, hot yeah. couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh this is the Whiff Punish Games cast. I'm Nick, joined by AJ Suave, the new daddy. The new but, daddy. Uh, that's that's what my new uh gamer tag is. Thanks for that. The new just daddy. Just the new daddy. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah, I uh I think the biggest news for me, because I don't have a lot to talk about it, so I got a PS five. <laughs> Oh yeah! Congratulations! You I got managed, a new baby too. I'm yeah. I managed to grab one of those through. I I'm frustrated with. I think I don't. I I don't know if it ever came up on a podcast, but like, ever since they've been hard to get, retailers like Costco and GameStop and some others probably like would hold them behind bundles. Yeah, which I think is fucking bullshit. Yeah. And so, like, not only were they hard to get in the first place, now they're, like, arbitrarily held behind a higher price, price tag. So, yeah. So, like, it was really annoying just trying to find the right way to get one. And, the whole, um, this whole secondhand market thing has completely ruined that. Like, it's completely yeah. ruined that. Because the scarcity of the product, the fact that they're nabbing them all up with bots on mm-hmm. it's just the whole thing is a mess and and that's and that's probably why they had to put it behind stuff like that was to like try and discourage um, some people discourage from trying to that yeah. yeah and so the way that i had to get it was i had to sign up for a thing that i didn't even know existed which is called walmart plus <laughs> and it's a subscription it's a, thing it's a free streaming service i, I, I don't know <laughs> I'm yeah, they have. Yeah, they have. There's uh, look out for the new. Yeah, look out for the new Walmart Plus uh, original yeah. series. Um, but 
Yeah, so I had to sign up for the subscription thing that is basically just like Amazon Prime, but worse through Walmart, which like I don't even understand why that exists, but you could only get them through by being in yeah. that subscription thing. So yeah. like I so I technically had to pay slightly over what I would have paid retail because I had to pay that subscription fee, which is dumb. But you but didn't get a bundle, you just got the box. I did just get the box, yeah. Oh, so that's I, good. It's, yeah, so it wasn't like it wasn't Too anything egregious. like that. It was just it was just another way to hide it behind some barrier of like more yeah. effort and stuff. But yeah, I got it. I set it up and haven't done anything on it yet. Uh, What's your first impressions? Well, I'm n- <laughs> boy, that menu looked good. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you like the UI? Uh, I didn't even really look around it too much. Um, I had to turn off that feature where. It has the thing that I think Switch has too, where oh, yeah, it auto turns on your TV and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like if you or if you turn on your TV, it automatically turns on the PlayStation and, yeah. and switches to that input. So I had to turn that off because that's annoying. Uh, turning on the TV with the controller is kind of interesting. I might so use so that randomly, one, but like I have ten game systems hooked up to a sound bar. That's all. Like I have my setup at home is so convoluted it's like out of control but the switch is the only one that works properly when i turn the switch on it turns everything on properly yeah and it and the switch doesn't auto come on when i turn other stuff on so it's like the only one that i can leave that setting on every other one i have to turn it off yeah so it's it's kind of interesting thing that the switch of all things (laughs) would be the one that I can use that feature with. And it is really nice when you just like pick the controller up and hit that home button. Mm-hmm. And like my sound bar comes on, the TV comes on, it flicks to the right input. It's like, man, this is how, this is how modern gaming is supposed to work that, right that here. That should how it work with consoles. Yeah, it, it is nice. Um, to, to be fair to the console people, I don't think they are like I, the way I have it set up. It's like HDMI to the sound bar to the TV. It's just like, uh, yeah, I have an HDMI switcher in there somewhere. Like, it, I don't think they prepare. They're prepared for that kind of to go through all those gates. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, but I know what you're saying. Much, I know the pain. Yeah, that was pretty much all I did was turn that off. Uh, I started looking at. I was gonna. I was gonna transfer over my P- PS4 stuff, uh, but my PS4 is in a box still, so I need to, like, plug that in so I can transfer yeah, that over. that's a whole thing. Whatever, so I didn't do any of that yet. I, I literally turned it on, tweaked a setting, looked at the store for, like, one second, and... You said, I'm never going to use this. <laughs> yeah, well, so I, I'm going to get Gran Turismo, because that just came oh, out. Oh, yeah, and that'll probably and, be cool on the haptic controller and everything. There's some, there's some new PS5 stuff that you'll be able to experience with that kind of neat. Yeah, like, I... I loved Gran Turismo 3 uh, way back when. I played the hell out of that game. And I played a little bit of 4, and then I, I fell away from the series completely because Forza was just straight up a better racing game. Yeah, it might and, still be that way. What do you? And what it do might you... still be. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was going to buy Gran Turismo because I was like, I'll just buy it digital, whatever. And then I realized, well, I'm still not committed to my PlayStation, so I'm going to get the physical copy. Really? <laughs> Yeah, so so I ordered that. I'll have it tomorrow of as of when we're recording. But um but yeah, I, I wanted to get the physical copy because I, I don't want to commit to anything digital on that right now. 
in case for some reason I have I run out of things to use it for and I don't need it, you know? We'll see. But it's it's kind of like you have every uh, system you've ever it's bought, kind of, though. It's kind of like a contingency plan. Yeah, well, I just moved again, and it's like, why do I have all of these things? Because, <laughs> like, that, that's what well, I was thinking. I mean, that like, can be the same thing with physical media. Why do I have all this physical well, media? Well, no, I'm I'm thinking for that, it's like PS5 is so such a commodity and probably will be for a while. That you'll if be I, able to resell for If I amount. really want to get yeah, rid yeah. of it, I can just, you know, get rid of all that stuff instead of having that tied to my account. I feel you. That was the, that was the mental gymnastics i jumped through like i as put soon the as physical media to bed for good. yeah i don't want to i mean i don't want to have discs anymore really yeah but i don't know it's i'm gonna have like four <laughs> for the yeah. ps5 so yeah <laughs> it's not a huge deal i still buy the switch carts too because nintendo is notoriously insane i buy some of them but i don't always buy them yeah, I, I buy a majority of them still physical, yeah. for sure. Um, but yeah, so that that's all I have on PS5. Basically nothing right now. It's still, uh, but you have the PS5, which is the hard part. I do. I, I did complete the hard part. So next time I'll have some Gran Turismo impressions. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to revisit yeah, that series. I'm excited it, for you to play that and give me some opinions on it, honestly. Yeah, it sounds like, it sounds like they made some some changes finally and it sounds like the ai might actually be good as i complained about previously on other about other racing games so yeah we'll see about that um i don't know what you i know what i want to start with okay uh just to tie into last episode we talked a little bit about pokemon legends Arceus. yes yeah, i figured we should start with pokemon yeah 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 so we both uh have played you play you i played it, a lot of it i didn't finish it yet i'm pretty deep into the like story part um i i don't really have a sense of like if i'm close to the yeah, end where's but I, where? I think i am and uh yeah i've played a lot of that game i really like that game yeah is it yeah. the changes do you remember what we said about in last episode is all that stuff uh true so, because like yeah. I, I, my, it was my first impression. I did, hadn't played it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. was I accurate in how I described it to you, or what do you? Yeah, I, th- I think so. Because like, I walked away from our last recording being like, yeah, I think I need to give this a chance. Yeah, and and hadn't really like watched much about it or anything. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I bought it like the day after we recorded. Yeah, and um, and yeah, I've been playing it almost every day since um and i do think handheld mode i've played it both um it i'm putting it out to the tv it's like yikes this game is ugly yeah that's what i that's what i was gonna say it's really ugly it looks fine in handheld but when you put it on the uh, big screen it's it's got some jaggies yeah it just blows it just blows all that up to be like wow there's like zero textures in this yeah but then like but then like sometimes a a pokemon has like a really detailed texture for some reason like if you look closely yeah it's it's weird but um but like yeah i think the changes really did go a long way like being able to just toss a pokeball real time Mm-hmm. And dodge them out in the wild and have to actually like be aware of where they are and like crouching around are. and yeah, where yeah. you are and like trying to 
because like you could get into a battle with multiple at the same time if you're yeah, not if careful. Are, yeah. And like that is really awesome. It that mm. goes such a long way to making that so much more interesting. Like seriously so much more interesting. And the battles are the battles but like you there's more of a reason to be battling wild pokemon now because of how you complete the pokedex so other, like other than just leveling up your guys you mean yeah 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 which that there's other good stuff about the leveling up too like but yeah like battling is now a little bit more interesting because it's like you you really kind of choose when you do it there aren't really many trainer battles at all yeah. actually uh there's probably like i don't know less than 20 in the whole game unless you do some optional ones um it's it's not a lot it's really not a lot like you you spend most of that game not battling people yeah so um and i think that's like both good and bad in a way but for me who was a little tired of the series and has been for a while like that was a nice welcome change yeah you're not just doing the same turn-based thing over and over and over and over and over and over again yeah and they made and they made that stuff slightly more interesting too with the agile versus strong mm-hmm. style attacks. Like that's really cool, actually. Like yeah, being a turn order a little bit, being able to see the turn order like more modern turn based RPGs and being able to like manipulate it a little bit is really cool. Yeah, like that's that's something that Pokemon definitely needed for yeah. sure. Yeah. So. So let me ask you this: if you if they release because they just announced. Violet and Crimson. I don't yeah, know. I don't. I don't I even don't, remember what they can't are. Can't remember if those are the working Scarlet, maybe Scarlet and Violet. I can't remember. Scarlet what the working, sounds familiar. What the working titles are for the the newest ones, but if they have the Pokemon in the Wild approach of Legends, where you're you have to throw your Pokeballs physically and like yeah. you real time but then the rest of it is the old pokemon format where you're battling like trainer after trainer after trainer after trainer is that one little switch to the formula enough that you think you will be uh i think so yeah i think so because i think what arceus needs is gyms yeah like more structure it it definitely needed a little bit more structure. Yeah, um, that's it. I, that, I'm I made it to I'm past the first boss, and yeah. I like it a lot. But I am a little bit bored with the loop of hey, got into the wild and just yeah. run all over the place. Mm-hmm. And really, that's all you kind of do. Like mm-hmm. there's a waypoint that you're going to, but it's basically it's basically that. Just yeah, just uh. Like I'd like some dungeons and some just different uh, some yeah. different things to switch up the formula a little bit so that I'm not just always in the mm-hmm. grind loop. It feels like the whole game is kind of j- it's, just it raising totally the Pokemon. Is. Yeah, the whole game is totally a grind. Yeah, and, yeah. And like they, the way that it's gated is not uh, gym badges. It's gated by research level of the yeah. Pokedex. So even if you wanted to just like mainline it you can't <laughs> like you you have to do the catching and leveling up the pokedex and stuff to get yeah further. to get to where the next thing is yeah because mm-hmm. they they gate they literally gate the map that way it's like oh you're not this star level yeah, so yeah. you can't you can't get there now i do think the way that i've played it um you 
I just naturally got there. Like I never hit a barrier of where it was like now you're I'm not the highest star. I'm past the star level that I can be at for the yeah. point of the game that I'm at. Like it won't mm-hmm. it won't give me the next star because the oh. point I'm at in the game is like Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you have to purposely go back and like make sure you talk to people at some yeah, points yeah. to like get to the next one and whatever. But yeah, like it would it would be nice if because there's there's a whole lot of like battling stuff in that game that is like really good quality of life stuff. Yeah. But there's like not that many battles. So yeah. so like leveling your Pokemon up to be strong as hell is sort feels sort of pointless. Yeah. Um like there there are like optional battles against trainers later and apparently the end game stuff is actually like pretty involved there's a lot of post like main story stuff yeah um that you do want to have strong pokemon for and those battles are tough like i i said off off air a bunch like i do think this game's actually pretty challenging yeah decently um, challenging like you get my pokemon faint constantly they get one shotted yeah. constantly and yeah. they're like not they're not weak under leveled you know? or anything, like they're not yeah. under leveled so it just happens. It's tough. And I've, I technically have blacked out one time, but it was because of the real time stuff, like my character getting hit by Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, I, 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 it, it has that challenge thing too that I, I have thought the series needed. Has needed. Yeah. Yeah. So the first boss that I played, uh, you actually like have to hit him with, you have to throw items at him as the trainer. Those to, things like, are whittle, really strange. To whittle the health bar down. How do you feel about that in terms of like in the battle system? It's uh it's cool. It's a cool new thing to add in like more of an action actiony aspect to the game. Yeah. I'd say like it's not just you're not just fighting a really strong Pokemon with your Pokemon. You can. Yeah. in the middle of those battles but you don't have to and so yeah. like it be, it is it is then it then becomes a real action real time game dodge and throw dodging throwing stuff yeah and um that can be pretty challenging too yeah uh, like it's not terribly hard but i lost on one of those before uh one of the later ones and it's i don't think it's like amazing but I do think it's really cool to see, like, here's, like, a really giant version of this Pokemon, and it has, like, these special attacks, and, like, you're interacting with it in a totally different way yeah. than you normally would in this series. And that, that again, alone is, like, enough of a tweak that, like, it would be cool to see what they do with it going forward, but I don't think they're going to. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, we'll see, like, in a couple years if anything actually comes out of this game. Because it looks like the new one is more traditional still. Yeah. Um, I don't know, though. They've kept, like, when they did Let's Go Eevee... They kept some of the stuff from. It feels the, like they the do. The fact keep that you can see the Pokemon. Yeah, they keep some of, thing yeah. from each game. It kind of seems like going to the next one. So who knows, like what they'll, what they'll continue and what they'll reset back to the. Yeah. The norm. Yeah, I don't know. Um. But yeah, I, I, I don't have a ton more to say about it. I don't think like it's just. It is really fun. Would uh, you golf and, clap it? Yeah, I would. All right. 
that's definitely going to be on my list this year. I've, cool. I have I have enjoyed playing it a lot. That's awesome. We, the, we have long. We spent many a minute, many an on air minute, uh, lamenting lamb. Pokemon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it's cool that we got one. Yeah, totally. And you know what? I I guess probably a lot of it is that goes all the way back to fourth gen, which is still a lot of the like Pokemon I grew up with in a lot of yeah, ways. Yeah, so it's a lot of the ones that you recognize and love and Yeah, like I think we were like 15 or 16 when the 4th gen came out. Mm-hmm. So um it was I was still like into Pokemon, I guess. And like so it's just because it's that all of that pool of Pokemon I recognize a ton of them. There's a ton I still don't recognize though. So like yeah. it is still getting that like Oh yeah, that's right. This is this is new and stuff. So yeah, it's fun. It's fun seeing the roster. Yeah, that's that's a good part of the yeah. part of the experience. But yeah, so cool. Completing Pokemon. that completing that Pokedex seems completely impossible too. Like that is such an overwhelming task. Really? Yeah. Like I'm doing as much as I can, but there's no way I'm going to. No way. Not a completionist. No. There's stuff like, that's just straight up hard to make happen. Like, do you I don't, feel like it's it should be more doable, or do you like that if you ha- wanted to do it, you'd have to spend? I think it's cool. I, I think it's cool that it's it's like way more involved than just catching them. Yeah, and like that's I appreciate it, and I'll play it for a while still, but I just can't see myself actually doing it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know going into it that that's not a thing that I would ever do. So it's not like disappointing to me at all that you would. Oh, say I'm not. It. Yeah, no, I, it's not a problem. I yeah. When I first started playing it, I was like, oh man, I could see myself like really wanting to do this. Yeah. And and I would say I I do, but it's just as like you as time goes on and you start to like really understand yeah, how you're it like, works. there's no way I'm gonna. Get, yeah. Get this this entry. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a lot. It's a lot of work. Yeah. So I'm assuming for this episode, which we didn't run down the games of <laughs> nope, we at didn't. the beginning. You're right. No. Nope. We're gonna talk about two big games. Those are gonna be Horizon and Elden Ring. Yeah. Uh so is there anything else that you got? Because I have one other small game that I wanted to mention. That yeah, I also just touched two one other on. thing. Yeah. Okay. So we'll do the two little ones and then we'll jump to the big ones. Mm-hmm. And we can close with Elden Ring because I feel like that's the one that uh Yeah. That's is fine. the is the golden nugget, and I want to hold all the listeners till the end. You know what I mean? They got to <laughs> make them listen to the whole episode. Stick it out until the end. Yeah. So, uh, my little game um, is in honor of the name of our podcast, Whiff Punish, King of Fighters Fifteen. Right. I already forgot that came out. Yeah. Uh, was released, and I haven't really messed a lot with it. I've watched more content from it than I have experienced it myself. Uh, but I would say that I like that game a lot. Okay. Uh, it's classic, like, 2D kind of fighting style, like Street Fighter a lot. Yeah. Um, it's a four-button game, so light punch, heavy punch, light kick, heavy kick. Okay. Uh, and, and the King of Fighters series is interesting because it takes all of SNK's, well, like a bunch of SNK series. SNK is the developer that makes King of Fighters. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also make like Samurai Showdown and Metal Slug and a bunch of random games. and Mostly so they, arcade stuff from back yeah, in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they pull characters from all of those games 
for the roster of King of Fighters. Mm-hmm. And like it's the fifteenth entry in the series, so there's this big long convoluted story that goes with it and people that are into the franchise are like into that and that's kinda neat. But what I think is cool is that you select three fighters. So kind of like a tag game where you have to learn three characters, mm-hmm. but there's actually no tagging. So it's just like you win the round with one character and then the next character comes in. and so Which is have... like wholly unique to this series too, right? Um, yeah, I mean, there's different tag games that, that use different use the tag mechanics differently, but yeah, generally that's how this series works. Um, it's cool to me because I have a hard time like focusing on one character. Yeah. So I like the idea of having to learn a couple different characters. Yeah. And then, uh, they, they give you like, you have meter for your resources mid fight. And the first, fighter in your roster has can max out at three three bars of meter and then when he loses and the second guy comes in he can max out at four bars of meter and then when when you're on your third fighter he can max out at five bars of meter so your your resources go up which with each character that is fighting mm-hmm. and then um that's cool because you can use the meter like a lot of different ways in this game so there's like, there's EX moves, which is like what Street Fighter has, which is your normal special moves, just powered up a little bit. There's like level one and two supers. And then there's mm-hmm. like a level three super. And all the supers are cancelable into each other. And the EX moves are all cancelable into each other. And so you can like essentially do like a level one super cancel into a level two super cancel into a level three super, which is like a full bar of ah, damage. Yeah. So like you really kind of get into that resource management uh, game with your three characters and that can affect how you like, you know, who you want to start the fight, who you want to end the fight. Like if you're better at the, at the canceling thing with one guy than the other, then you'll start with a different guy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so I think that's neat. And uh, the game also has all these like interesting movement options. Like it has like a, instead of, it has, you know, the normal stuff that Street Fighter would have, like the dash and the jump. But then it has like a uh, quick roll, like an invincible quick roll where you can just roll through your opponent. Okay. And so you can like kind of always uh, like invol through attacks. Just It works just yeah. like a Dark Souls roll would. Yeah. Um. And then it also has like short hop stuff, where you can like ha- do a half jump. So that's big Jeez. because <laughs> you can't. It's hard enough to anti-air a normal jump in. Right. Like when you have half jumps, they're like instant overhead attacks. So you got a lot of options for mm-hmm. movement, and like you can see when a person's good at King of Fighters, like they have that quick roll and half jump into their arsenal like very well. And so it, it makes for like a really unique uh, yeah, type of fighting game. I haven't seen a ton of that game played, but I definitely didn't know there was a role. Yeah. 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 It's, it's kind of cool. And then the other thing that I like about it that has kind of been abandoned mostly in more recent fighting games is they use all the traditional, like hard to do stick inputs. 
to where like okay. if you tried to play with a controller, like it's yeah. it's like blisters on your hand, like it's stuff that is meant for a analog control stick. Yeah. So me being the fighting game purist, like I I like that. So it's a game that I don't I haven't put a lot of time into because one I can't play a fighting game with a baby on my lap. Right. And two, <laughs> like, I just am uh, kind of choosing where I put my time in right now, and doing mm-hmm. a fighting game is a little bit of a big uh, task. Yeah. But the roster's already, like, it launched with, like, 40 characters, and they already have um, a season of DLC with, like, three three characters being released at a time. And it's got the good problem of I have no idea who I want to choose to fight because there's so many yeah. cool people, which is like <laughs> perfect. Yeah, that is good. And you know, I think it looks real clean. Like I like the I like the like animated anime style look of it. It has some cool hit effects, and yeah, I'm just excited to uh, to to get into another fighting game series. And I <laughs> a feel whole like, another series. Yeah, I feel like playing it will make me better at the old ones. Which is kind of fun because there's Probably, a couple yeah. like more classic ones that are uh, that are highly regarded in the fighting game community, and you yeah. know I've 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 touched them, and it's like ah, I had no idea what I'm doing with this. So it's yeah, we goes, played goes one of the... them briefly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's kind of neat. Cool. But that's all I really have to say. Okay. Yeah, I'd, I'm I'm completely unfamiliar with it, so I don't have a whole lot to contribute to that. I haven't even yeah, barely sorry. seen anybody play it. Um, I the really quick hitter one that I wanted to touch was just Mario Party Superstars. <laughs> oh yeah, I want to hear about this because I'm still on the fence about buying or not. Um, I think it's a really good Mario Party. Uh, th- that means it's sort of a bad game, but yeah, uh, it's it it's like this one is more interesting than the one they lasted on Switch was just Super Mario Party. Uh, yeah. Superstars is like a greatest, like how Mario Kart 8 is a greatest hits of the entire Mario Kart series. Mario Party Superstars is the greatest hits of the Mario Party series. So it takes games and maps from across most of the original eight, I think. I think it goes up to eight. I don't know if anything from nine or ten is in there. I I only played it once so far. <laughs> I played one game. Um, but... It's all of those things uh, brought into the modern age of, like, Nintendo's stuff. So, like, it has has some quality of life things. It's a bit faster moving. Um, They they picked... They picked games that are a lot, like... They're a lot more easy to play. Like, there's a lot of one-button games in for the minigames. So, like, that part I'm not a huge fan of, but, like, they're trying to make it a lot more accessible uh, in general. Yeah, like, it's definitely... Like, Mario Party could be really brutal, Mm -hmm. especially the N64 ones. Like, you once you're behind, you're fucked in those games. And um, they now have a lot more opportunities for each player to, like, get things and catch up and and like the bonus stars at the end of the game you can choose to do the classic like happening star and coin star and minigame star those ones personally as a mario party purist are what you should play with because 
you know what to work towards in your yeah, game. Yeah. Like you like you know to try and be as good as you can at the mini games, even though you should be doing that anyway. Like there is like calculus you make in your head to try yeah. and do your best in those games. And with superstars, they now have this thing where they just do random bonus stars if you want, which is like the default way to play. And That's so you how, have, uh, how Super, Super Mario too. Party was. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Superstars does that by default unless you change it. And I haven't played a game with them yet, but that's a whole nother, like, you have no idea what they're going to be. So, like, you just play the game and see what happens at the end. Yeah. Which, that is hard for me to be like, yeah, let's do that. Because, like, I'm kind of just, I'm playing a game that has held, like, up to so much randomness in the first place already. Like... Now we get to the very end of the game and it just has you have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> basically. So I'm not a huge fan of that aspect of it, but again, I haven't played with it yet. Yeah. I just so, like I like seeing all of those old games. Yeah, yeah. Look look really nice and those yeah. maps look really nice and the animations are nice and like mm-hmm. that that part nostalgia-wise is like really cool Worth for it. Me. Yeah. Yeah, I'll say this about the randomizer because that's how Super Mario Party works. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it fits in Mario Party. Well, yeah, that I know. Like Mario Party is already like super random. Like it's really, the, uh, it is kind of hard to control your outcome in that game, but you you can. In the like, games that I've played, like either most mini games won or most coins has always come up. Oh, so, really? Like you can, yeah, you can still like you still work for those goals. Kinda. Yeah. Well, you should anyway, just because because that's how, how the game it's, works. It's how you yeah, succeed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I don't know. It's kind of fun, but like I've it's in my experience playing that game and being going into that final screen, like yeah, I got the most coins. I won the most mini games. I'm no doubt gonna win this game. And then someone else steals it because they're like, this person landed on the most red spaces. Yeah, it's, that... it's been kind of fun. Like it's just. <laughs> It's hilarious. Yeah, like then I, that person's like, boom in your face. Yeah, yeah. it's so, I don't know. It just it, it, it just makes it like we're just playing this thing just to experience this thing, basically, which is fine. That's fine. I, we're experiencing each other's company. That's what we're doing. Yeah, I I just come from a background of like Mario Party is actually like a really competitive thing in a group of friends hot, that I play Mario Party take. with. You shouldn't play that any Mario game that way. In well, opinion, I don't agree. I, I, well, I don't agree I with you about that, but it's <laughs> it's fine because like it, it just that was part of the fun is that like we played them so much and we knew who was good at like you you knew yeah. who was probably gonna win and that's like always my argument to yes those games have a ton of randomness to them but you can be good at them which is hilarious yeah. so yeah um but that's Mario Party Superstars. I played seriously one game, but I do recommend it because I think yeah. it's good. <laughs> I'll, I'll probably get. I think that. it's. I think it's a good product. Like Mario Kart Eight is amazing because of what it is. Let alone its gameplay is really fun. Yeah, yeah. The fact that in like Super Smash Brothers is amazing because of what Absolutely. it is as a like yeah. collection of things. So yeah, that's what so we're Superstars just going down is that now. Road a little bit. Yeah. 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 Cool. Uh. Talk to me about have, I, Horizon. I don't have a good jumping off point, yeah. but I guess since we, uh, since you got a PS5 now, we can, we can talk this up because it'll eventually be in your, uh, in your wheelhouse. I'd say. Mm-hmm. But uh, Horizon came out 
uh, week before Elden Ring and got yep. completely overshadowed. I haven't seen one yep. thing about it. Yeah. <laughs> Literally yeah, everyone and their brothers playing Elden Ring. I can't get away from Elden Ring opinions, but it's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Horizon is more Horizon. It, and it's uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Did you say that already? Did I, I miss did you not saying say that? Okay. Forbidden West. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the correction. Yeah. That's why you're the host. Yeah. Um, so Horizon Forbidden West. Horizon's actually the game that inspired me to play Monster Hunter. Yeah. Fun fact. Yeah. And it's funny because like now that I'm playing Forbidden West after having spent so many hours in Monster Hunter, I feel like this this game really is Monster Hunter. Yeah, totally. Like, like yeah. the the difference in Monster Hunter is you have to prepare for to go into fights. Whereas Horizon gives you your whole arsenal, like at all times. Yeah, and so it's like uh, it's a lot. It's a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And Horizon Forbidden West took the original Horizon formula, and they just made more, 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 kind of in every yeah. every category. And that's awesome in some ways. And then in some ways, I think it's like too much game. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's hard to, I I don't want to like, I don't, I don't want to critique the game for being too much. I don't think that's, I don't think that's the game's fault really. Yeah. It's, it's probably just trying to, Hey, people really like this game. Why not give them more of it? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's a sequelitis thing kind of. Yeah. And, um, I think the expansion that expansions that they've made in all the parts of the games are all good. Like they, they recontextualize a lot of the collectibles in terms of side content, like to be better, to all have story. Mm -hmm. They've added weapons and things you can do with those weapons. Like now each weapon has multiple abilities. They added like, um, buffs that you can trigger just like, uh, you have a cooldown meter that basically will buff you. They added like a lot of, a bunch of combos to the, uh, the melee combat. So you have some wiggle room, like in how you approach melee. That's cool. I used melee a lot. Weirdly. Yeah. Yeah. So did I. Yeah. Uh, like really they've just, you know, took the original formula and proved, improved it in every way. And that's basically what you would want a sequel to do. Uh, so yeah, I think that's cool. And it's, it's a gorgeous looking game. Like it looks insane. The amount of detail they have in the environment, in the in the uh, character design, in the clothing, all that stuff was a part of the a part of the original game, and like it's even better here. Uh, so all that's neat. Mm-hmm. Where I think people are gonna like play this game and like kind of fall off or or be in, be on board is like the open world game part of it is still the classic yeah uh, you know classic Climb a tower open world. reveal the things yeah 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 the classic open world game experience and i i feel like people are growing tired of that yeah. formula a little bit mm-hmm. and I kind of am sick of people being tired of it myself, but I understand. <laughs> sick of I being just, sick. Yeah, I I understand the complaint. It's just like, to me, 
it's like an argument of like I, I always want to critique things for what they are not for what they're not and I when I think people are mad about like I don't want to do all the icons I don't want to do all this stuff it's like well you're that's what the game is you it's just a I don't know it's a weird like thing that I am struggling with every time and because this is the same thing that with Ghost of Tsushima like when that game came out, that was my game of the year in the year that it came out. And it was very hit or miss with people. People either loved it or they were yeah. like, nah, not for me. And I just think that that formula of open worldness is something that gamers are less and less uh, interested in, I'll mm-hmm. say. But in terms of Horizon, like I think it's a really good example of why that type of game design is can be good because everything that they give you whether it's stuff to do or side missions or collectibles or hunting lodges or like whatever it is everything tells you more about like the world and the universe of horizon Mm -hmm. and why things are the way they are in that specific world and if you can get that coupled with the game's like really interesting narrative then like it just it the whole package ends up being like really complete and really fulfilling to me and like i think you could probably just play through the narrative like really fast and you'll you know you'll still get like the tribal politics cuz that stuff is weaved into the narrative really well mm-hmm. um but i think that's more of a I think that's more of a case of Gorilla, who's the des- the developer of the game. I think that's more of a case of them, like doing a good job of writing a narrative set in their world. It's more of an example of that than it is. Like I think you you're going to be doing yourself a disservice to play like that, in my opinion, because like the richness of this world is is better better. Uh, I don't know what the word is better experienced by kind of just digging everywhere. Yeah. I, so I did, I did just about everything. Yeah. In the first game. Uh, like not every icon on the map, but I did every side quest that I could do. Yeah. Except the, um, like battle arena ones. Those are the only ones I didn't want to do. Cause I got plenty of the battling in the main game. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so like, I and by I, battle arena, you're talking hunting lodge. Those ones, yeah, that that like stuff. challenges. Yeah. So that the stuff. interesting thing about those is they are in the game to show you what you can do. Yeah, with, like to, like all the weapons you have and stuff, right? Well, it's like it's like okay, this it, they're set up as challenges. Yeah, and th- you're supposed to complete them in a certain amount of time. But the challenges are like use environmental traps mm-hmm. to kill the the monster or to kill the robots. So what what those are doing is teaching you like what else you can do with the combat besides just like shooting parts off. Yeah. Like it it's in there as a tutorial. It's but it's not a tutorial because it's like disguised as Yeah, like a quest. As, yeah, as a quest. Yeah. And like the thing that they did in the first game, which I really liked, is they, the hunting lodges all had this like lore where they were after this big 
Thunderjaw, which is like the T-Rex robot. Mm-hmm. And if you completed all the hunting lodges, they gave you the mission to fight the big T-Rex guy, which like the, was a special, super powerful T-Rex. Version of it or something. So it was, it was kind of cool to like contextualize that. You know, you, you got the, oh, this is what's possible with the combat engine and all these different hunting lodge challenges. And then they gave you a cool like, okay, now use all that stuff mm-hmm. and fight this big, bad enemy. So I and this game does that too. Like the lodges are get three stealth kills, get three kills from above, and um, I can understand why someone wouldn't want to do all that. But like it, it is an example of here's what the game engine can do. Here's a thing that forces you to do that. Because otherwise, if you're just playing through, you might not know that you can. Yeah, yeah, like, and knock I, and logs off a mountain and kill people with them. And I always want games to like show you how to use more of the systems that like are there but like you might not really engage with it all i appreciate that um but i do i understand the fatigue of stuff like this for sure so like that's like me not even playing this game yet i will i'm excited to play it i hearing the little bit that i have heard about it is that like man it's big like this is a big game and it has a lot of that stuff to do on the map like there are a lot of points of interest and like i don't know how i'm going to react until i play it but the reason i like horizon is not because of that stuff like i like i like horizon because of what they manage to do with the story they have a really unique setting it looks amazing the art direction is amazing um and and that stuff like the combat works well enough for me personally to like see through that stuff yeah and so i don't know that i need to or want to be really completionist about it not even completionist but like a majority of the things yeah because i feel like there's a lot of them that you probably could could skip Right. Like, like you could get all of that extra additional world building through like the side quests that are probably tailored to do that and are technically still optional and will send you around the map to go to some of those things. Um, Because I assume it does the thing. And I swear this happened in the first one. I can't remember. But nowadays, open world games like uh, they react to you having been somewhere prior to being led there so like oh i did this dungeon ahead of time that a quest was going to send me there to do i already completed it so i don't have to go do it now so like thinking like in the reverse like if i just wait for the quest to come to me and lead me there i'll just do it then yeah you're not gonna go check the points off on the map you'll just take the quest it'll lead you there yeah and like that's the thing like i know i am a person because I'm doing it in Elden Ring, and I do it in every game. I do it in Pokemon. I do it in Arceus yeah, all the time. Yeah, you just try to go grab everything that's around you all the time. And and also just, I am opening the map all the time. It's like a compulsion. It's like a physical compulsion. Yeah. I don't I don't even like think about it. I just yeah. do it. It just happens. My finger goes to that button to open the map all the time. Like it just yeah. it just happens. So like, it's it's one of those things like sometimes that it, I'm not really one of those people that gets overwhelmed by stuff on a map. 
Yeah. I just I just understand like why that could be looked at as something we should maybe start moving away from with these types of games. Yeah. And you can force that, which is good. As long as as long as there's ways around it, then who cares? Like I I mentioned in our group chat offline, I am interested in maybe turning off the icons. Yeah. And just whatever I stumble across is what I encounter. And that's and that's how Breath of the Wild worked. And that's what made Breath of the Wild so interesting for me personally. And it's what's making Elden Ring work as an open world game. Yeah. Um, I think. And I wanna say two more things and then we can transition to Elden Ring, really. Okay. Okay. But go ahead, I'm not to cut you off. Go ahead. Keep no, that that was it. It's just like I'm I'm excited about Horizon based on how I felt about some of the side stuff in the first game. I think I'm probably going to I'm not gonna like mainline the game, but I, I don't know that I'm gonna like worry about seeing Yeah, yeah. Everything that that game has to offer. We'll see though. I can't really say without I just uh I, my my beef I guess is just like I feel like the discussion around we're tired of open world games makes people like engage with that engage with the game differently. And it's a, it's like a it's like a frustrating thing. It's like this is that's what this is. If you like don't stay away from it if that's going to bug you. Don't don't play it and then complain about uh we should be this should be something else. Like cuz cuz the openness of like Breath of, Breath of the Wild, which is like something that it's constantly gets compared to cuz it's an open world game. Like Horizon, I don't think the first Horizon yeah. could not do the same thing that it did if they gave you that freedom that Breath of the Wild has. Like that narrative is tailored for you to experience things in a specific order. They unveil things very distinctly. Like you have to, like the machines that you're fighting through, they have to get bigger and bigger. Like the game's like yeah. progression has to be a specific path where that openness is 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 not feasible. And like Breath of the Wild's narrative, which we we talked about this in our groove chat, is not like it's a it's a discover your own adventure, make your own way through this thing. And they have these these major points that you hit on the map, which it doesn't matter which order that you hit them in. Mm-hmm. And and like it leaves things open so that you can do that. I I don't think that something like Horizon could achieve that same the same type of like character arc that you get with that with that game if if they allowed you to kind of approach that the way that you do in Breath of the Wild. So, I I don't know. It's just Yeah, I I just think it's I think it's hard to say cuz like the reason Breath of the Wild works because of the the that openness is good because of like the game the gameplay systems which yeah. Horizon has really interesting gameplay systems so i don't know that um i don't really know where i'm going with that like yes horizon is actually trying to tell a story so it wants you to see things in a certain order and do things in a certain order so like that's fine um it could i feel like there is potentially a way to thread that needle like Horizon could 
not have a gigantic map with a ton of icons then. Like, it could maybe break it up into little chunks or something. And you are still kind of exploring and finding things along the way as you're working towards this one main thing, maybe. But it just isn't that because people want open giant things. So, like, they have to kind of cater to that. And, um... And then, it, and for some people, it just makes it overwhelming, I guess. And there's, I don't know that there's a really good answer. Um, I just, I, I get the, I get the argument of it doesn't really help sometimes. Like it doesn't make the game a better experience, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I went to this tower. We've been doing that since 2006. You know, like that, yeah. I, that, that to me is the, is the complaint. Like, not really the fact that it's an open world with all of these icons. It's the fact that we do the same things that we've been doing in these open world games forever still in stuff like this. Like, it's like time for it to evolve. And the reason Breath of the Wild, everything gets compared to it is because Breath of the Wild evolved it very, very slightly by not putting anything on the map. It leaves it completely up to you to figure out. And yes, now it doesn't have a story that that somehow that was broken there and they didn't really put any focus on that part and that's unfortunate but that isn't why that game's talked about anyway and no and, I, and that's that's the and, point that i'm making really is and, that I, and they're I, different things and that's why yeah and i think why. horizon horizon is talked about because of its story not yeah. really its gameplay yeah. so like i don't know um there's 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 just now we're now we're getting you know we have breath of the wild we also have elden ring so like it is possible and so like i think that's it's like people are bringing it up and harping on it a lot just because it's been so long that we've been doing this that some 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 change needs to start happening probably i guess um i don't personally care well i don't know i mean that's i don't know that i feel that way either but I that's also it, that's what I'm that's all I'm but I also um, don't know that like it it's going to be a case by case basis anyway for me mm-hmm. like it's not it's not like some I don't I don't have an opinion one way or the other it, if the game yeah. is good and I want to experience it then that's kind of all that matters yeah I'll climb um, the tower I'll climb I understand that climbing the tower every time is like we're we're still doing the thing climbing the tower but if that climbing the tower is worth it because the vista that I see at the top of the tower is unique yeah. and new. Then like yeah. that's you know, that's and I, why and I, I think would do it. I think so like we can maybe move into Elden Ring just for yeah. sake of time. Yeah. Like Elden Ring is a perfect example of a game that does a rote system like that better. It just yeah. does it better. And and the way that it does it is really smart and frankly really impressive. Um with so, like, you climb a long neck in Horizon or whatever. I assume you're still doing that in Forbidden West. I've done 27 hours. I've climbed one long neck. Oh, interesting. Okay. So, I, I guess technically you didn't do that many in the first one either. It was, like, four nah. or something. So, it really wasn't that many, and it's that's probably a bad argument against it using that type of thing. Yeah. But, um... But, like, you would climb those, and you climb it, and you reveal the map, and, and that's it. And you you basically do that the same way every time, right? Like, it might change how you scale it a little bit. 
Yeah, each one but, is like kind of a different puzzle. But the ultimate I've, goal, yeah, like it's yeah, they, they like that. tweak some of the yeah, they tweak how you do it a little bit. And and Elden Ring is also doing that. So like a problem with like going all the way back to like Oblivion or Skyrim or something was you go into a cave and like oh my god, that cave is like kind of the same all the time. You do the same thing in the yeah. cave. You see the same textures, you do all the same stuff generally. And um what Elden Ring, I think, does really well is, like, it does the same thing. Like, it'll have dungeons that are the same, like, you know, stamp that they put down on the open world. Mm -hmm. But every time you go into one, it's not... It it even uses the same wall textures sometimes. But, like, every one is actually unique. Like, the thing that you are doing to get through it is unique every time. You fight a different boss every time at the end of them. Um, the layout of them, even though it might look the same, does matter. It does change in how you progress through it. And it's, it's like really shocking. Like it, it seems like such a minor thing that really is going a long way. Like I have like, yeah, honestly, just the way you're describing it, it sounds like every video game, but I don't, well, I don't, so it's, it's hard to explain because like every time I go into a catacomb, I'm like, oh, it's a catacomb. I know there's going to be a, a boss at the end, but like. I don't, I've never felt that they actually do a good job of tweaking them enough in games like this. Like, and, you know, obviously I'm biased about Souls. We have six years, uh, what's it called? Evidence of me being biased about From Software games. But, like, there was one where it was like, I have no idea where to go in this. And it was like, you had to, like, totally change how you progress through the level to find where to go. Whereas in a Skyrim dungeon, you just walk to the end. Like, and you always walk to the end. There's, like, never some thing you have to really think about too much to do. And I personally can't think of many examples of games that do this. Like, even even Witcher 3, that I laud as, like, a pinnacle of open world role-playing games yeah it has the same problem of like you kind of see the same stuff all the time and i think elden ring is doing a really good job of like you know from software games are great about level design like that's that's what is really interesting about them so like applying that level design uh prowess to like an open world game where you do cookie cutter things they're really pulling it off. Now, you're going to see a lot of stuff that definitely looks familiar and you're going to be like, oh, I'm walking through the same thing. But I think like the ultimate at the end of all of them, it's like, oh, there was this one thing that was different here. And yeah, memor- this, a memorable and then, experience. And then there was, yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. And it's uh, it's surprising. Like, because I had no idea what to expect. I don't think anybody knew what to expect because they purposely didn't show any of this stuff leading up to the game coming out. Yeah. So I think that is probably part of it too, that they were like, they held back a lot of the secrets to what mm-hmm. the actual experience was going to be. Um, So it just feels like a constant surprise sort of. Yeah. And, and it has plenty of that stuff where like this mine is probably going to be really close to this mine and this catacomb is going to be really close to this catacomb and et cetera. But then it also is a From Software Souls game where it has like truly unique t- 
tailored experience levels yeah. that are amazing. Yeah. And there's a bunch of them. And I uh I am I am overwhelmed by the scale of that game, not in a bad way, just I can't believe it exists. Yeah. It it is so big. It's so big. And like the the map is not revealed to you hardly at all when you first start it. And you have to slowly uncover like how big it actually is as you play. And I'm like 30 hours in and I I can see maybe 30% of the map. <laughs> yeah. As far as I can tell, you don't really know because it expands. Yeah. Um, so, like, I just don't know how they managed to put so much into this game when Sekiro came out, like, three years ago. Yeah. Like, it's it's incredible. <laughs> it's incredible how much is here. Uh, and it's not, like, what I'm trying to say. It's not just copy and yeah paste. it's like worthwhile experience yeah after after work well worthwhile experience yeah after worthwhile experience and, and and it's worthwhile because those games are hard so like you want to be seeking things to get better yeah. you want to get better stuff you want to level up and whatever and and that that formula of like how hard those games are now giving you that option to Oh, I hit something that's way too strong for me. I'm just going to go explore a something thousand else. other places, you know. Yeah. And and like you want to do everything. You know, like it's not even like a completionist thing. It's not hitting a checkbox because there are no checkboxes. You have no idea what you're completing really. Yeah. Until you're doing it. You do it because there's so many interesting things in that game. Like you want to see all the things. You want to get all the How items. You, know- you want to find all the stuff. How do you keep track of what you have explored and what you have made it halfway through? And then you don't, you don't, uh, I mean, it's, it is a from software game. So a lot of stuff is really obtuse. Uh, it, you could mark it probably like you can mark things on your map. Um, and they give you like, uh, 10 icons or so 10 or so different types of icons that like you have to try and figure out and remember what your system of, logic is with them because they're just images yeah um so i guess technically you could probably like place a stamp over something and say i completed this because it's funny you ask that there have been many times where i'm like man i wish it just checked off that i've been here or something yeah because you come back to the same place and you're like oh crap i did this already but it's it's one of those it's one of those things with these games where like it forces you to put in a little more effort than that Right. Like it's yeah. not just it's not just giving that to you. It's not just giving that information to you, just like so much other information it doesn't give to you at all. It it's it's forcing you to actually learn the world. Like yeah. like in a regular traditional game that's linear of or of traditional FromSoft game, you end up learning those levels really well because you die a lot and you run through them and you know where the enemies are and yeah. et cetera. Yeah. It's doing that in an open world. It's doing that exact same thing. So, like, yeah. you are looking at the map all the time, but it's so you can remember, I have been here. I know this area. I generally know what enemies are here. And I think it works. Like, I've been talking with, like, other friends that are playing the game at the same time. And the funny thing is, is there's too much stuff to, like, mentally remember like names of bosses and enemies and stuff 
But, like, if you start talking about, like, well, it's in this area of the map, it's, like, west of this thing. There's things people remember. We all kind of know where you're talking about. Yeah, and so, like, it's... It's really it's really an interesting experience again. It's always interesting to play these games at launch when nobody knows anything and really just talk about it with people that are playing it. Um like yeah, it it's like un, it's like undoing the traditional open world thing while also still doing the traditional open world thing. Yeah. Just it with like minor tweaks that totally change it. You know, like no checklists no no uh mission, no uh quest list or anything like that like nothing like traditional open world games will have you know to like keep you on track of what you've done and stuff it doesn't have that at all um you just have to remember like i've been here and i've completed this and there's probably no reason to go back here um other than maybe to like farm things or whatever but so the interesting thing about that is like I feel like that formula only works because the gameplay of a From game is so good. Yeah. Like, if they removed all that stuff from 90% of other open world games, it's like, now this game doesn't respect my time, and I would waste a bunch of that revisiting areas that I've already completed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's the thing is, like, because because of these games, for sure, like, the gameplay is good, but... But also, Breath of the Wild was the same way. Like the, that game's was so, uh, the fun was the system's sandbox. Mm-hmm. Like, it, and that existed anywhere you went, even if you were in an area that you'd had already been. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. That's a, that's an interesting game design conversation. I would yeah. say. Yeah, like, I think I think also with. So I don't think this game is good for new people at all. If you've never played a From Software game, this is not the one to start with. Yeah. Like, no fucking way. No way. Because you add that obtuse progression to something Why is that is now... Why everybody starting with this one, then? That is now... I, I don't know. Because <laughs> uh, you add that really, like, unclear, vague thing that those games have to a now see, open world. Holy shit. That sounds I, that sounds like my greatest fear. Of, yeah, well, of, that's that's the thing of, is like, like you, the reason I was intimidated to play. Yeah, was for that reason. It's just like I get I get lost in the from software worlds that aren't open world, mm-hmm. exploring them, and then I go around the same. It's like oh, I've been around this corner fifty seven times. Yeah, and I I I so yeah. And then, so it's it's that. I mean, it's. Like yeah. and and it also does try to slightly point you in directions that you should go, but the funny thing is, and everybody has had this experience, as far as I know personally, the way that that game starts and the direction it starts you in, because there are shrines, the um, the the points of grace, which are the uh, fire lead you lead you to a dungeon, the bonfires. They the uh, they're leading you to like the main enemies that you're supposed to kill for the story, and yeah. the first one it leads you to you are absolutely not supposed to do first, yeah. like like so it like purposefully does that, yeah. and it's really hilarious to me. And also why, like you put somebody that has never played these games, 
you get them yeah, going on this. Like, what the heck? They're going to be like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. I heard these games are hard, but like, this is impossible. And, yeah. and like, the idea is it being open world. The idea, like, go, and it's go get some other stuff, go somewhere else. Back. Yeah, like, yeah. go somewhere else. That's what you're supposed to do. It's trying to, to force do. you into that because. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and Breath of the Wild did the same thing. It would be like, oh, I treaded into this area and things are one shotting me. I should turn around. Yeah. So, like, they, yeah. it, there is precedent for that. But I do think, like, because of how difficult these games can be that's like extra uh discouraging probably i just for don't people for me i don't i don't like to miss things like i want to see everything you got well so me neither and and i that's what is the beauty of this formula being in an open world i i've gone back to places i've been because it's not wasted time because you're getting souls yeah, you know? yeah, or you might find a door that you didn't open, or whatever. And like they added jumping to this game, and jumping is legitimately worth doing, like in a bunch of ways. Like they make paths through levels possible and secrets hidden behind jumping on shit. And like Ooh, so sounds overwhelming though. <laughs> so like you could go back. It's it's not too much, but like there are a few times where like in the like the first main giant dungeon um they call them legacy dungeons i think uh you get to this thing and it's like i could jump up that and then you jump up it and it's like i could keep going like totally legitimately like i'm not breaking yeah. the game i could go i could walk along this uh, yeah. kind of like in a norlando in dark souls one where you walk yeah. up the, the flying buttress and it's like oh my god i didn't know i could do that you know yeah um it's stuff like that and just adding in that jump button now adds like this whole, it like completely opens up the, yeah, like, oh, well, now I have more to explore here. So like, again, if you want to revisit things, it's not a waste of time potentially because you didn't see everything. So if you want to see everything, yes, this is a huge ask. This game is a huge ask of time. And again, not for a lot of players because you kind of have to do that. I think to be successful through this game, I think you have to explore everything like or just about everything. If the only way you wouldn't need to do that is if you are a wizard at the game, which is possible. Yeah. But um, like you could probably blow through the main story and miss a ton of the game. Yeah. If you are really good at it. But then you're also literally missing all of like the really cool shit. Like there's. Yeah. There's there's one entirely as far as I understand entirely optional area that is so big I don't even know how big it is right now. Like I don't have a concept of how big it is and as far as I know it's completely optional. <laughs> so, it's so interesting for them to have gone from Sekiro which was the most linear game very linear, done, yeah. Yep. to then go to yeah. the exact opposite of that. Yeah. And and frankly after as much time as I have in the game, I'm loving it. I think it's incredible. It's game of the year for sure. Like, hands yeah. down for well, me. Well, God, War's going to come out. Oh, does that come out this year? Uh, I think, I don't know. I'm, I was being facetious. I, yeah, I, I know. know uh, but, but I actually yeah. don't know if it does. It might. Um, but it's... Side note. Let me yeah. throw in a little, a little about God of War. You know, we talked about Horizon Forbidden West being more, more, more. Mm -hmm. I think the... 
I think the trend for PlayStation with their single player experiences in their games are going to be that they're going to trend toward that sequelitis of more, 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 more. Yeah. I'm curious. I'm curious if the wider gaming will population will, will be up for that or not. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of people are not up for it for, for horizon. Yeah. And I'm wondering, like, I'm just, I'm wondering how many people will fatigue out of that. Even even Last of Us Two, I think, is an example of they made it t- twice as big a game, yeah. and a lot of people are like this is too much of, yep. of what I am also I wanted out potentially of it. concerned about that with God of War because you know I have I had many issues with that game even though I really like it at the same time yeah um yeah we'll see I'm but, not concerned it's just a thought that I like as I've been playing uh, Horizon it's a thing that I'm I'm like wonder if this is the the yeah, I wonder if PlayStation's gonna lose all their goodwill from the last, <laughs> from the last. Uh, like these were all generation, yeah, where they just try and cram more and more yeah. hit down our down our throats. Yeah, well, so. So, so like where I was going with that is, and maybe at this point a little controversial. I, I'm still unconvinced by the fact that Elden Ring being open world was a good decision. Yeah, um, like. I really love it. I'm I am having a total blast. I think about it all the time. And riding the horse around is awesome. The horse is really cool. It can double jump. Yeah. <laughs> um but at the same time, there are there are times when I'm moving between points where I'm like, why why am I doing this? Like what yeah. what is what is the reason for this to be this way? Yeah. And and I don't have a good answer. Um, Because I feel like at least all the Souls games that I've played, with the exception of maybe Demons a little bit, offered, they still offered that, like, okay, I have six different paths to go down. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try this one. No way. I can't do that one because it's too hard. Like, they they offered that. They already did all of that. Yeah. Yes, and and like they didn't need the big open world map to do that. So mm-hmm. I th- I thought the inter- that that was interesting for them to make that jump too. Yeah. And so it's um, it's interesting like, for you to say that the the most you get out of that, which again, why I liked Breath of the Wild is the discovery. The yeah. discovery is good. Like the finding new things and seeing how they are presented to you and how you end up at them and what happens when you get there that stuff is cool but like i just don't know that elden ring is doing that part like super well i don't know like it it feels yeah it like hurts my soul to admit that but like i i am often thinking when i'm playing it like why am i riding my horse to this thing like i like i don't i don't really know how they could have done what the game is without it being completely open, you know, because like all of those extra little things sprinkled around, you wouldn't encounter them in a traditional, like demons or dark souls one or two layout, you know? So, but just to counter that, I mean, like, I feel like those things existed in Sekiro and we just said that was the most linear. Yeah. Like you still, you still discovered things. Yeah. Like Like I still still swam to the hidden area and I still, you know, yeah, here's a grapple point. Like I, 
I don't know. That's a it's a like it's it's definitely is. it's definitely not a negative. It's just it's just like sometimes you you are I am riding through there and like you see the same because they do they do copy and paste plenty of stuff. It's just a question of the time investment thing, like. Yeah, but and so funny enough, um, there's fast travel points literally everywhere. So like, yeah. I know you were concerned about possibly like, what if I lose a bunch of things and got to get back to a thing? It's so easy to get to yeah. stuff. Like it, they they did they were self aware of that aspect. Well, now I feel like I don't want to so. hop because I'll forget where I've explored and where I haven't explored. So yeah, I'm, well, like my my hopping is gonna be well. I it would. I don't know. Would, it would really benefit from that Breath of the Wild thing that they added, the hero's path thing. Yeah. That it, it would seriously benefit from that. But that is that is totally not something a from soft game would ever Yeah, no have. way. Like there no way. There's no way. Like it would like obviously they made a bunch of concessions in this game that are not from software things either in, in pat based on past games, but like yeah. that one is probably a step too far for them, yeah. if I had to guess. But it's amazing though. Like it is it is so amazing. I can't even begin to can't describe. Even. You can't yeah, even. I can't even. Uh It's a good episode it's, title. It's just incredible. Yeah. Um I don't we I mean the systems we don't need to really talk about because it's a Dark Souls game. It's it's pretty known at this point, but um it's really good. Uh as much as I do think it's not for people that haven't played any of these games, I highly recommend it because it's incredible. Um, I I was trying to think like people see how much praise this game is getting and they finally want to jump in. What what one should they actually start? Dark with? Souls one. I start don't think DS so. One. I don't think so. I think it would be Dark Souls three. Um, three. Three three has a bunch of like quality of life improvements. Yeah, it's it's a little bit more um, guided in terms of like where you go. A little yeah. bit, a little bit. Not not really. You can still definitely go places that you shouldn't be. Um, yeah. But I I think it's the best one. Maybe not still because I didn't finish Elden Ring and I'm not that far yet really. But but three is the one that I would say. Um. I think if you still got PS4 laying around, Bloodborne's not a bad answer well, to that either. No, Bloodborne's really good. I just think Bloodborne's really hard Different. still. It's, uh, it, it's, it's hard for somebody that's never played these games because you can't yeah. block. <laughs> you can't yeah. block anything. Yeah, you have to parry. Yeah. Um. So there's no, like, there's no, like, safety net. I, Bloodborne has a bunch yeah. of things that make it really difficult. Like, when you lose your souls, remember how they get trapped in an enemy? So yeah. you can't you can't just run to something and pick it up. You have to deal with a thing that you could. Yeah. You know, it's harder. It's like a lot more punishing, kind of. Yeah. I yeah. Yeah. And Sekiro's way too like requires a lot of finesse. So I wouldn't say that one. Either. And demons doesn't have enough. Demons is old. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't have demons. Doesn't have enough variation in where I can go to when I'm butting my head against a wall. Yeah, there's you know only like five levels or whatever. So yeah, and like they're not all of them. Like some of them feel like you're definitely not supposed to be there. So mm-hmm. I don't know. That's my my complaint about demons is that like I feel like I played so long and made no progress. Just because yeah, that's what it felt like when the, I first played it. They don't do the shortcuts near as much. 
they yeah they just don't the levels are designed more linear yep instead of like wrapping around each other yeah and a lot of a lot of places don't lead anywhere like you'll you'll battle around a whole castle and then you're like oh now I'm back at the beginning and I <laughs> I didn't make any I don't progress ha- and yeah yeah I didn't find the yeah, boss so and I didn't I, get the new arc no. zone and yeah no yep. so no demons is demons is rough brutal yeah demons is brutal yeah yeah so don't start with that one <laughs> nope that's what good, i mean though. like a trying to it's a good think looking of, game yeah, yeah trying to think of the one to start with it's i still i think it's three so yeah cool um but yeah i think we can wrap this wrap one up. it up there yeah thank you for listening as usual and uh i i'm toying with because aj's not playing elden ring I might maybe try and do like a one-off mm-hmm. really diving deep into that game. We'll, we'll see. Um, but yeah, next, next you should. Episode. Everybody's, everybody's playing it, dude. That's like the biggest game. Yeah. It's like the biggest game since cyberpunk and people hated cyberpunk. So yeah. Nobody really has out of ring. Nobody has. I haven't heard bad one bad thing to say. Yeah. So, it's, ring, yeah. so give the yeah. whiff punish, uh, opinion on it officially. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe, Maybe that'll happen, but next episode for sure, I'll have some time with the PS5. Um, I thought something else was coming out soon, but I forget. I forgot. Thought I thought there would be something in between now and then, but I'm definitely just going to be playing a lot of Elden Ring. So, <laughs> cool. Um, but yeah, I don't have anything. Okay, keep playing games. Yeah, and wish me luck with my new baby. Yeah, good luck. We'll find out more and as I'll, time goes and- on. Good luck with your new baby, too. <laughs> yeah, my PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's going to do it for this one. Until next time. Keep playing games. <laughs>